The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. David? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have, um, I'm an RN, and uh, so I deal with a lot, a lot of people with different uh, problems, but I have some people close to me in my immediate family who suffer from depression for many years, and it looks like the pharmaceutical route has been only uh, marginally helpful, but along with a lot of other problems. So we were look, I'm looking for help in what is a non-pharmaceutical method or uh, advice for how to deal with uh um, what, because you're an RN, you've seen so much, is this a younger person? I know you were trying to camouflage who it is, so you can change the sex, you can change the age a little bit, but just give me a sense of the age range and what's going on. She is uh, 38 years okay. old and uh, presently uh, uh, expecting. Expecting? Yeah. Twins? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. How far along is she? Uh, 19 weeks. 19 weeks, wow. And so did the depression start before this, or did the depression start with the kind of realization, oh my gosh, I have an instant family, and I don't know. Uh, no, um, she suffered it with it from early adolescence. Okay. And has had uh, all kinds of different psychiatric attempts at uh, helping her, and uh, i uh, it, it sort of has spilled over into you know other problems you know stemming from depression. But what, when you say other uh, problems, do you mean drugs or alcohol, or what are you, what are you referring yeah. to? Yeah, drugs and alcohol, and uh, some what we call mental disorders and things that were related that were treated with uh, pharmaceuticals. She's um, you know getting had had been getting uh, getting her life right and uh, straightened things out, but she still suffers from uh, depression, and actually when we found out she was expecting it, kind of seemed to help, actually, or, uh, you know, things were kind of going on smoothly, but she still suffers from bouts of that, and uh, the last time she was expecting, she had a severe case of, uh, you know, postpartum depression. Okay, Uh, she has children already? Yes. Okay, how many kids? Uh, Two. Two, what ages? Uh, Twelve and ten. Oh my gosh, she's going to have her hands full. Okay, so yeah. here's here's the the issue. Um, this is someone close to you. I'm assuming is it. I don't want to uh, violate your privacy. Here's the problem psychologically with depression. When you feel depressed, you have nothing to look forward to, or very little to look forward to, and you you haven't. Uh, you haven't surrounded your psychological life with your top values, David. Hmm. And so when, you know, I've had times when I felt bummed out. I mean, it would never reach clinical depression, but sometimes it was just a transition period. I didn't know where I was going in life. Sometimes it, when I was younger, I can remember feeling insecure and just not knowing where my place was. But it it really values are the fuel of your life. And there are four major categories of values, if I could simplify it for you. And the categories are... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Well, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com.
and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh, the selfish path to romance. That is interesting. And there are four major categories of values, if I could simplify it for you. And the categories are, number one, a job or career that you enjoy. I don't know if she has that. Not. Uh, she has a, a part-time job that she doesn't enjoy right now. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, she's looking to stop that in view of the fact that she's... Uh, a pregnant. She's okay. With the, pregnancy. So let me go through the four just to give you an overview and that might be fuel for, for thought for you. So one is a job, a career, or a purpose that you like. If you're retired and you're, you don't have a job... What is your purpose? What is your goal? What do you love doing? So one of the categories is the your your main focus in life, uh, usually your job or career. The second is, what are your hobbies? What do you offset your career with? When you come down and you want to let down your hair, do you like swimming, tennis, uh, rowboating? I don't know. There's really not <laughs> funny things come to your mind, right? Um, but, you know, what are your hobbies? Horseback riding or reading a book? Are you more of a quiet person? Not drinking, not destructive hobbies. A third category is friends. Friends, and I include family and friends, only family members that uh, reach the criteria of being someone you feel at home with. So I don't know what her friendship circle is like and whether it's a healthy one or she needs an upgrade. Um, and the fourth one is romance. You know, what is your romantic value? What are your, your top romantic value? Who is your partner? Who do you care for? And I don't know if she with the father at this point. Yes. She's with the father. So it's really hard to help somebody else. But if you focus on what does she love, not why is she so depressed, what does she love, what are the values that she once had in her life or had dre- had dreamed about having in her life that are no longer there now that she could still bring back into her life. But, of course, now she's pregnant. She's got two children. Does she have help? Yes, yeah. She's not alone, right? Okay. So, you know, what are the values that she can bring back into her life to give her a spark of hope? Now, can you do it? If my kid's really depressed, I can't force them to get a hobby. I can't say, go get a hobby, go get a job, go get a romantic partner. Go get. You can't do that. The, you really need to respect that person's autonomy. And what you can do is be a very good listening ear, but listen for the positives for any sign of hope rather than for their despondency. If they say, oh, I just feel like giving up, you would, but they also say, you know, I feel like taking a nice walk today. It's nice outside. Focus on the positive with them. Not that you're putting down the negative, but you want to help them observe their own values and then if you're i don't know if you're the partner if you're the father of it oh you are the partner then oh my gosh uh, this would be a whole other phone call but you have to take care of yourself you have to have those values rich for yourself you need the social support of friends people you can trust you need to have a strategy going forward with twins you need to decide is this relationship working for you i know it's a bad time to decide but you need to do a lot of thinking and to guide yourself through that 
I mean, I could recommend a book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke. It's, it's got a provocative title, The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason, and you'll get a lot of tips in that. And it does not mean the mean, rotten way to romance. It means the self-esteem, self-nurturing way to romance. Um, and you can go to Amazon.com for that book or drkenner.com. So listen, I wish you the best of luck with this. You're welcome to call back if you want to talk about yourself and how to cope with this. I'm guessing that the, those four values um, areas apply to me as well. Oh, 100%. 100%. Listen, thank you so, so much for your call, David. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. And then if you help me dig it up, you can have half and I'll have half. Is that okay? I mean, is that fair? Because if I have half of the money, I can go away somewhere where nobody can find me. Not Russell or my mother or Sylvester, anybody. You don't know what that'd mean. Why, if I had enough money, I might even be able to live. And that's from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. If you haven't seen that, that's a lot of fun. So here, what is she running away from? Her mother, Russell, Sylvester. She's having a hard time dealing with people. And if you're surrounded by people who are really obnoxious and you can't run away, what can you do with it? You're not going to go digging up money and taking half of it and running away. What can you do? You need to know how to hold your own, how to make boundaries for yourself with those people. And the most important boundaries are psychological. You can't let them traumatize you. You can't let them keep you awake at night and thinking, oh my God, now they're hurt. How do I make them feel better? When maybe you did nothing wrong. Maybe the issue is that they're manipulating you or they're being obnoxious to you and they're tormenting you. You need to say, I am so glad I am not them, or I'm so glad I'm not married to them, and that I can escape. So psychologically, you need to escape. And sometimes, sometimes if you have the capacity, it's very healthy to make a geographical move to get out of their psychological net, so to speak, so that you can feel liberated. You can feel like you're on your own. I mean, think of it. Teenagers do this all the time. They go off to college and they want to go far away. And maybe their parents are loving. Maybe they don't have obnoxious parents, but they go far away because they want to experience themselves as an individual too. For more Dr. Kenner podcast. Go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Romantic love is not mysterious. Its causes can be understood by looking inward at one's own thoughts and feelings. Researchers claim that love is basically a matter of brain activity with your free will and choices reduced to pushes and pulls from neurochemicals and brain systems. Your personal values and your mind, the part of you that perceives, reasons, and feels, are left out of the picture. Why would anyone believe that love is basically brain activity or that love is solely a matter of heart, of unanalyzable emotions? The reason is that emotions often do feel mysterious. They happen so fast. They are actually very quick automatic reactions involving your subconscious personal knowledge, values, and standards. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com. 